Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Danny Kennedy, and you're listening to episode number 47. Hey guys, welcome to this week's show. Before we kick things off, I just wanted to mention that towards the end of the episode, the sound quality does go a little average for about one to two minutes. Uh, lost of connectivity with Hayden, uh, but I know you guys are going to take a ton of value from today's show, so sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy this episode. Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and on today's show, we are joined by Hayden Wilson. So Hayden, welcome to the show, man. Danny, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And uh, and to kick things off, mate, um, for those that haven't heard of you before or don't know kind of what you're about, uh, would you be able to spend a couple of minutes kind of just, just giving everyone a bit of a rundown on on, uh, on what you do and, and what you're all about? Oh, I just find it uh, embarrassing that someone wouldn't know who I am, but um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, very, very, very um, much kidding. I basically, uh, now I'm running a bunch of events in the fitness industry. Um, started off working in IT after graduating from university and I was just like two years into a corporate job sitting at a desk. I'm like, dude, this is not going to happen. Um, and then for the next three and a half years, had pretty much the best apprenticeship you could have, uh, working under Tony Doherty, um, organizing a bunch of events with him, um, including the Arnold Classic and what was called FitEx at the time. Um, we done a bunch, we did a bit, done bunch of uh, different bodybuilding shows and really just entrenched um, in how to run a business, how to run gyms um, and basically just had like I said, like the best apprenticeship you could have. Um, And then during that time I'd started my own podcast. I'd met a few people from the industry and saw personal trainers were struggling um, with their businesses. And I thought I've got connections with great business people. How about I just interview them? I was always been like a curious kind of guy. How about I just interview people and just chuck it up? Like I love listening to podcasts. Why don't I start my own? And basically I did, um, got on some amazing guests and, uh, sort of just took off from there. And then I guess, um, two, two years after that, um, you know, I, I really had a good time at the gym, but it was time to, to move on and do my own thing. And, yeah. uh, basically from there, um, didn't really know what I was going to do to be completely honest. Like it was three months of sort of up and down and maybe I should do this and maybe I should do that. And, and quite a confusing time. And then, um, basically had a, had a, got a consult with, um, a really good friend. Um, and he said, why don't you put on an event and just bring, bring all these people that you speak to on the podcast into a room. And I thought, man, that's, that's a great idea. Um, cause I wanted to get my feet wet with, um, uh, with public speaking and, and sort of have a go at it, but I didn't really know, or I don't, yeah. wasn't confident. I could fill a room with people who just wanted to listen to me. So I got a bunch of, I put six of the best, um, PTs and coaches from around Australia in a room. And uh, was pretty lucky and, and worked pretty hard to fill the event. Um, sold it out with 110 PTs, which was awesome. Um, just a really good day. Um, and then I guess from there, I, I, I got this feeling. I'm like, man, I just need to do more of this. And uh, there's a bunch of people in that room that I thought, like, they need the next level. Like, they need more guidance and more coaching. And they're so hungry to learn. Yep. Um, I'd love to be able to bring more of my networks, but just to a, to a closer group of these people. Um, and then basically I do, I'm just like, man, what do I love? Like I remember sitting as a cafe at a cafe and I'm like, what do I love and how can I create a business around it? And I'm like, man, I love breakfast. And I think I was, I was having breakfast at the time. I'm like, I love breakfast. And then I'm like, imagine how cool it would be to expose people over 12 months to a bunch of different mentors that have really helped me, um, and help these people and coach them to level up their lives and their businesses and stop counting reps because there's more to life than reps. Right. Yeah. And get into something that they love. And 
you know what, like I like to, I like to move fast and, and do things pretty quickly. So, um, you know, within, within a week or so, I had a website and landing page up and was selling positions in this 12-month program. Um, of basically just like leveling up PTs using, because I knew that I didn't have the knowledge to teach everything to the best of the ability that I could do with bringing in 12 of the best. Because if yeah. you bring 12 of the best people that all have like 10, 20 years experience in their discipline, you know, then all of a sudden you're taking 240 years of, of knowledge and mistakes and learning and compressing that into a 12 month period. Um, you know, it's, it's so much more powerful that I, I believe than, than anything else that's available um, to personal trainers as far as um, leveling up in that particular, in, in my particular area of personal development for personal trainers. I mean, there's a, Mark Atobri has a, an amazing um, 12 month program as well. Um, and he's, is definitely like, it's, it's one of the, one of the premium products as well in the marketplace. So um, there's a bunch of different options, but I just think that it, there's, there's a bunch of options for PTs, but just be very careful. Yeah. Um, and I guess that brings us to here, still doing the podcast, been on it for three and a half years, yeah. literally had um, a podcast probably three days ago with, ironically, my very first guest. Um, so yeah, I had cool. him three and a half years on, Nick Mitchell. Um, just a really good experience, man. Like I said, I'm just uh, always hungry to learn and that's what keeps driving me to be able to speak to these guys. And, you know, here we are. And uh, funnily enough, you know, it, it's a unique experience to be interviewed um, after doing the interviewing for, for three and a right. half years. But I've probably been on maybe half a dozen or a dozen podcasts now and really enjoy uh, being on the receiving end of the questions. Oh, awesome, man. And for those that are listening, what is the name of the podcast so they can go and check that out after this? Yeah, so basically it's PT Profit um, with Hayden Wilson. But if you just type in Hayden Wilson, you'll be able to find it quite easily. Yeah, cool. And what are some of the, um, I guess, the top guests that you've had on the show? Give us your top three. Yeah, look, I've been I've been really fortunate. I'm, I'm really into personal development. And um, so, like, so if you're talking from, like, a strength point of view, I, I mean, Dave Tate in the strength side of things, he was always like the guy for me. So I always like reference his name, like Dave Tate or Charles Pollock. And I've had him twice, Nick Mitchell, uh, a bunch of guys from like the, and even like Alva Mill and, and a bunch of guys from America that um, have just done amazing, crazy things in the strength industry. And then on the other side, I've had people like um, Dr. John Martini, who I'm lucky enough to call a friend. I've got, um, you know, Kevin Roberts, who was like a CEO of Saatchi and Saatchi, the biggest advertising company in the world. And like, it was a crazy story, Danny, when I got him on because I was reading his book and I'm like, it's a leadership book. And I'm like, man, this is, this is cool. I wonder if I could just like just reach out and, and say day and see if he'd want to come on the podcast and talk to a bunch of Aussies and, you know, I'll just give it a crack. Yeah. And literally within 48 hours from reading his book, like me and him were talking just like you and I are. And I was just like, man, this is what a crazy, crazy medium to be able to do that. So you know, I've had a, such a, a huge array of guests and uh, been very fortunate that, you know, anyone I, I reach out to, um, you know, I've got a pretty good, I'd say like a good success rate. But the reality is, you know, to get on 127 or 128 guests that I've had on now, um, it's probably been, you know, you're talking like 500 to 1,000 different requests for, for yeah. people over the three years. It's just a numbers game. Yeah. And um, just, just quickly to sidetrack this, yeah. Out of those, you know, 100 or so, however many guests you've, you've had, how many of those have you had to follow up to actually get on the show or have they all been yeses straight away? No, definitely not. Like I've had, um, I've had people that have had to follow up maybe. Um, like I've chased people literally for like three years and they finally like, I can't remember who it was, but there's, there's been someone I chased for like three years. They finally came on. <laughs> um, I've had to, like I initially like episode 10, was with Elliot Hulse and I'd watched Elliot Hulse's videos yeah. for like 
five years before it. So then I sent him a request um, and then his wife, Colin, got back to me maybe four months later. And it was the morning of, I had to do the recording the morning of FedEx 2014. Yeah, so right. we were like, we were flat out. And um, at 6am um, on the Friday morning before FedEx, so three days of just like crazy busy. At 6am, I was on the podcast to, um, to Ali. It was, it was um, a good experience. But I always say like, you know, if, if you're not ready to take the opportunity, don't, don't waste your time, you know, like you've got to, even the other day when I'm talking about Nick Mitchell, you know, I yeah. was emailing him um, about coming on for, for a second crack um, and I actually followed him up and said, hey, can we do it in the next week or so? And he said, Hayden, I'm like, cool, we can do it. But, you know, you we pretty much have to do it. Like the, the best time is right now as yeah. on receipt of this email. So literally within 30 seconds, yeah. I closed my blinds, I've got a drink of water yeah. and I said like, let's do it. Like yeah. I was ready for the opportunity and that's yeah. probably the biggest thing. Yeah, definitely. Funny story, actually. I um, I'd, I'd contact, contacted Mike Vacanti, uh, Gary V's old trainer, uh, a number of times, and you know he was really really cool. Got back to me straight away, but basically said, you know, flat out, we can't do it right now. Contact me in a few months' time. So I contacted him. I think it was the last day of December, um, and he got back to me. And he's like, "Look, sweet, let's lock in this time." And I was like, "Awesome!" I was I was pumped. I was so stoked, and I was actually on holidays at the time, so. Um, it turns out the time that we were going to record was like four in the morning. Um, so I was like, yep, sweet, whatever. Set my alarm, got yeah. up and I was, I was sitting in the car, um, because we're on holidays and I didn't want to wake everyone up. So I'm in the car, <laughs> I logged on to Skype and I'm just like, fuck, come on, man, where is he? I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. I'm like, is my, is my, uh, connectivity bad or what, what's happening here? turns out I was two hours early. Um, <laughs> got up at 4am for this, but, but yeah, hundred yeah. percent, like just following, following things up. And, um, I think guys like that, that, uh, that you do have to follow up eventually, you know, they either just going, all right, I'm going to get this over and done with. So he doesn't keep emailing me. Or secondly, they've probably been in the same situation themselves at some stage. Well, that's the, big, the, the biggest thing, Danny, is that when, when you have a podcast or when you're trying to get something off the ground, like you are so keen. This is like your highest priority to like get it off the ground. Like, yeah. I, like when I was doing it, I was like, man, I can't like, I'm going to send out one email and they better like, they have to get back to me. Like it's an email. Like, yeah. of course, get back to me. But man, these people are busy. They've got so much going on. Like you're like, usually people who send requests like this are like, depending on how popular the person is, like you could be like one of a hundred messages they've received that week or that month or whatever it might be. Yeah. So you need to make your offer compelling enough, but also the biggest thing that I see is when, when making requests and not just for podcasts, just requests for meetings or requests for anything. It's, it's always self-centered. It's always like, Hey, what can you like? Can you do this for me? Or yeah. I've got this show and I need this guest. And, and it's like, well, fuck, like, why would I, why would I bother coming on? Your, yeah, like, yeah. What does it do for me? So any request always, in my opinion, has to highlight like what are the benefits of that person for giving their time, energy, More money, yeah. resources. Yeah. There's no value. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, man. Um, let's let's chat about the the be nice movement. How did that all start, and kind of what's it all about? Yeah, so basically, um, good question because a lot of people sometimes see this be nice, and I'm wearing a t shirt, and, and you know, if I wear it down the street, not many people know um, they like the t shirt, but I don't really know anything about it. I think I bought it, I guess. But um, you know, it started off in 2015 in December, and I went to um, I went to a real estate conference. I actually like going to real estate conferences there they've usually got really good speakers and i went to this real estate conference in sydney and i decided i was going to break out of um i was going to break into like i hired like an airbnb place i took an uber i did everything like this new age technology and i was in this uber and we, we went to merge into two lanes and 
Before that, though, my driver had mints and he had water. And this is the first time I took an Uber, like two years ago. And I said, yeah. like, oh, what's with this, um, with this water? Like, does this, who pays for this? Does the company? And he goes, no, 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 like, I pay for it. So I was like, well, you pay for it, but you were going to offer me one. So just say the trip cost me 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, you know, a dollar for the water is going to come off his margin. Like, there's no reason why he would have to provide me water. Yeah. So, man, that's a really nice thing to do. And then we were merging. I remember we were merging into two lanes and one, one guy in front of us, another guy came in from the right and cut him off essentially. But, but you're just merging. Like you just have to put up with it sometimes. And yeah. he was going off his head and yelling and going crazy. And then our, my Uber driver sort of just cruised in and let someone in. It's like, oh, yeah, no worries. Like waved him in. Like no worries, mate. And it's like the 15 seconds that that guy took, like it took off 15 seconds from his life right in front of us. And he was screaming, yelling, and it ruined his whole day. And it's like, but, you know, 15 seconds, you don't even notice that normally. Like, and I remember saying, like, that's the time it takes you to tie a shoelace. Like, yeah. there's so much that can be done in that time. Uh, so little that can be done in that time it happens all the time. But it's, that guy's going to let it affect his whole day. Like, just be nice, man. Like, who cares? It's, not, yeah. it's nothing major. And, um, and I put this story up and I'm like, man, I, I wish I had a T-shirt that said be nice. Like, how cool would that be? Well, it's such a simple directive. So I made one. Um, just found a font I like. I love making stuff and always yeah. been sort of half creative and um, might not be very good, but I like to be creative. <laughs> and um, basically, I just liked it. And then I put it online and started wearing it. And people were like, man, how can I get one? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I just sort of have it. And then um, you know, a few people asked me. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do a short run. And um, I did like a real short run. I think they're the first five. Like, I just got them like from America, custom made each time, like 40 bucks or whatever they were. I sold them for like 40 bucks. So like there's no margin and I'm just like, oh, I probably can't scale this. And um, anyway, but I, what I really loved about it was I started writing stories about people I knew or things that happened to me or people that I met at cafes or because I was uh, freelancing or just working from home or cafes or whatever, yeah. I'd meet interesting people. And I'm like, man, you've got such a great story, but no one knows about it or whatever yeah. it's like you've done such nice things or there's particular parts of your story that i wish i could highlight and you know i just i love writing and i just started writing these stories about people and people are like wow it's, this is like amazing because they weren't about me they weren't yeah. they, i wrote them but they weren't my story and people yeah. really love that and connected with it and that's that's what drove the brand that's what drove this whole movement because it wasn't it wasn't about being a t-shirt brand like i mean that's that's all i sold like just t-shirts i think yeah. t-shirts white or black like super minimal that's all you get like there's no there's not ten thousand different t-shirts and motivational sayings and and hats and socks and armbands and, and everything it's just just t-shirts yeah and um because it's a story-based brand that just happens to sell t-shirts um and then i guess what i did from there is um i just said like i'm I, like there's one day of the year that you can buy this t-shirt because i don't like it's not I know I just decided I wanted to just have one day a year. Like it's a nice yeah. day. Buy my t-shirt on this day if you want one. Because it's not it's not about selling t-shirts. It's about growing growing the movement and helping people yeah. realize that, you know, how easy is it um, to be nice. And, and, and the thing is like to me, being nice might be a completely different definition to someone else. But my version of being nice is like just start a conversation with someone or say hello or open the door for someone or use your manners or whatever it might be. Yeah. So, man, it's just a philosophy I like to, to, to live by and um, some people resonate with it. And that's awesome. I just go with it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't know that backstory. That's, that's really cool. Um, mo moving back to a little bit more business-related stuff now. Um, yeah. What do you believe is, is the missing link 
in, um, I guess, up-and-coming entrepreneurs or leaders and stuff like that. Like, obviously, there's a lot of um, social media presence by guys like Gary Vee and stuff now, and you see a lot of younger people or, or even older people now deciding that they want to be an entrepreneur or, or a leader. Yeah. And stuff like that. What do you see as kind of the missing link that these I see, a lot of people have or not don't have? Yeah, I, I definitely see the missing... I think that the missing link is exactly what you've mentioned in that you do see a Gary Vee and you do see a Richard Branson and you do see a bunch of people that, that are actually famous for doing something and that what they have is a very, very unique voice to them. What I see, the biggest mistake I see is people try and copy them. Like quite, I probably wrote a blog maybe two years ago. Like, no, we don't, the world does not need like another Gary V screaming out at people saying work harder, hustle, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's his thing. That's cool. Like leave it to Gary V. Like let him have that voice and that take. Like we don't need another one. Yeah. I think that a lot of people struggle to find their own voice because they don't know what they, they don't know their own values yet. So they don't know what they stand for. So they just go out and just parrot whatever else is saying. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm guilt free. That's what I used to do. Not yeah. in the same Gary V voice, but I would just parrot what other people would say because I didn't have my own voice yet. But then what I found is there's two types of what I believe is like of up and comers, right? You've got like, the people that are just parroting everyone, but then I've got what I call like the new leaders. And basically like a new leader doesn't just take on, like they can be any age, uh, but but in, in my definition, a new leader is like someone young, hungry and ambitious, but they're not in the, in the mode of just like consuming tons and tons of information. They're on the other end where they're creating tons of valuable information. Yeah. They're not waiting for opportunities. They're creating their own. They're not waiting for an event that they can speak at they're creating their own events so it takes the whole model from create from consumption and then switching that and going let's let's be a creator and basically that's my whole movement now like the reason that i started the fitness summit um the fitness business summit australia which is a large um, event that i run each year is honestly like i first created it because i wanted to get on stage as a public speaker but i had like i didn't know what to say so I'm like, man, I should just bring together six people that do know what they're talking about yeah. um, and have done it and combined have, I think I added up last year, my six speakers, they had like um, 110 or 115 hours, oh, sorry, years of, of um, <laughs> personal training and, and fitness experience. And I'm yeah. like, there's like no one could ever have that amount of experience as one person. No so one I'm person, like, yeah. no, no way. So I'm like, that's, that's like a new leader. Is just like no, fuck, like screw it. I'm just gonna get out there and 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 put this thing on. And you know, new leaders. I was describing this to a to a mastermind that I run. New leaders are basically just like they're they're the ones like holding the torch um, in the dark, like going into a dark cave. They've got the tribe behind them, and it's like they've got the torch. And shit, yeah, it's scary. And they've got that sick feeling in their stomach, and they're like, I don't know how I'm gonna work this out or what I'm gonna do next. But they're walking into the cave, not knowing if. On the left, they're going to find, you know, this crazy monster killer warthog thing inside of it. Or on the right, they're going to find a bunch of treasure. But yeah. they've got the balls to go like, you know what? Like, I've got this stick. I've got these people behind me relying on me. Like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And that's that. And that's honestly like the people people skew what the what the term leadership means. And to me, like leadership is just doing doing what you love um, for the betterment of people that you want to serve or, or creating new opportunities for people and life um, that you think you're going to make things better. And I think that that's, that's the missing link because so yeah. many people are just, they're just doing the same old thing, expecting the same old results. And it's like, dude, like there's already someone for that. Like find yeah. your thing. And if, yeah. you, and if they haven't got it yet, man, just like, man, there's a, there's a time 
where la- the yeah last year probably about this time last year and I hadn't found the summit yet and I hadn't really found what I was really like liking to do and you know I was trying a bunch of different things and I remember there was only one supporter really that um that was vocalizing it during this time it was Mark Atobri who's very supportive of me um I remember having a consult with him and he's just like look Hayden I see you doing a lot of things and and then from that point I was like oh man not another one like saying like you should just stick to one thing he's just yeah. like look man I see you doing a lot of things it's awesome keep doing it keep failing keep learning and find out what you want to do and I've always been grateful for that because everyone like most of the other people I was talking to were like well, what's, what's Hayden up to? Like what, what's all this stuff that he's doing? But yeah. Mark was very supportive. So I'm always been appreciative. And, and that's the thing, man, just keep doing, keep doing stuff. And, and you're awesome for starting this podcast and, and killing yeah. it. Um, you know, it's, that's exactly how I started. So exactly, man. I think just to go back, um, just to mention, mention Gary again, there's a couple of things he's, he said um, I've seen in, in his videos lately is one, you know, now that I guess entrepreneurs are seen as cool, um, everyone wants to be one, but the thing he mentions a lot is that nobody kind of knew about him or, or, or recognizes the fact that for 13 years, he was like, you just said, just doing, uh, you yeah. just doing business for 13 years before he, he, he mentioned anything on social media. Whereas now, like you said, we've got, you just got a ton of people basically just recycling the same crap that you see on Instagram and Facebook every single day, um, on their own profiles. And then secondly, you know, he, he mentioned once he's like, you know, one of the best comments he's seen on his video is this is the last video I'll watch of yours <laughs> because actually, <laughs> now, this is a good yeah. go out now and actually do something because of seeing that video. And I think we're all guilty of it. Uh, I know I am. And it's something oh, I'm working on a lot is, is just taking in too much content and you end up, like you said, taking in a lot, but not doing, doing anything with it. So um, just doing makes the world a difference. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I think that, yeah, it's, it's a um, it's a tricky spiral because you want to acquire as much knowledge as you can, so then you can recite and 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 take care of people and and be able to to give the answers. But the biggest shift I had is that I don't need to know all the answers. I just need to know what I know about. And it was a big shift for me to not because if you're trying to teach something that's only theoretical, like you're so limited with what you can spit out. Whereas when you've done it, when you've made the mistakes, like if anyone asked me about like how to run an event, like. I was thinking about this the other day. Like there's probably no one, honestly, like in Australia um, that that wasn't on the Arnold team um, that is better qualified to run fitness events than myself. Like I've, I've worked for the Arnold, the biggest fitness expo in Australia. I had, I've, I've run my own large summits for business people. Like, and the only reason I say this is because everyone listening, they have their, they have their summit or their Arnold. Like they have their unique genius like find out what that is. Are you yeah. awesome at training people? In particular, what part of training people are you really good at? Are you really good at writing? Like where's your genius and play on that? Because yeah. when you do, you're so much more powerful. That's when things happen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, going back to, to something you mentioned at the start of the podcast about mentors. Um, have you had any mentors or, or people that you've kind of um, gone to for advice along the way so far? Oh man, there's there's so many. Like it'd be it'd be a disservice. I think I'd leave people out. But some of the major ones, like I mentioned, Tony, when I first started, um, crazy, like instrumental, and like I used to be very very shy, um, even up until just a few years ago. And then the podcast really helped me bring my my own uh, personality out. Um, Dr. John D. Martini, I've been lucky enough to spend um, a fair bit of time with him over the last twelve months. Uh, Mark Tobri, very good. Um, I've had a Harry Chorus, another friend of mine, um, a bunch of different mentors. And, and I guess the biggest thing is, is like, 
uh, Josh Fegan, like Australia's best real estate coach. There's been a bunch of people. And I, I never, I guess I always just look for mentors that I can add value to them or um, I don't particularly stick to just mentors that ask for money. I think yeah. that most of the, most of the really good mentors I've had have all been free, but the reason that they love teaching um, hungry, ambitious people is because um, because they take action on the advice. Like there's there's a, a funny there's a meme that goes around everywhere, and, and it's basically says like ask hole with ask, um, which is basically like someone that asks questions but then does the opposite to what you the advice that you give anyway. I think that there's so many people that are ask holes, and it's like if you're gonna like if you're gonna ask for the time of a mentor or whoever it is to give you advice, like and that's you know, just follow up on what they say. And and that's for like a teacher and an educator, like the best and most, re- the biggest reward is seeing someone that's taking your advice, put it into action and is becoming successful because of it. There's nothing, nothing, at least for me that I've seen that if someone takes my advice, rolls with it and becomes successful, I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like good on you. Like let's blow this, let's blow it up even more. Yeah. But man, yeah, I've, I've just, I've been so lucky to have, you know, a ton of different mentors and, and sort of, each time I need one, um, I believe like I've always sort of had a mentor and they just show up in different places in different ways, whether that be in a book, um, you know, many, many of my mentors are sitting on my shelf next to me and it's basically, you know, Napoleon Hill or Anthony Robbins or Martini again in book form or um, lead the field Earl Nightingale or, or, you know, I don't have my phone next to me, but basically there's, you know, 150 audio books with just like crazy, awesome personal development yeah. interviews and, and uh, material. And I'm like, they're my mentors at, at certain points. And then other times I'll go meet up with people for coffee or whatever it might be. But I just think that there's, there's don't try and do it on your own. Like there's people out there that want to help as long as you're willing to listen. And take action. Yeah. yeah I think that's the biggest point, biggest point that you just mentioned there is, is, you know, it's, it's okay to consume con- like take in content, but if you're not taking action with it, then it's just in one ear straight out the other and you do nothing with it anyway. So it was a waste of time in the first place. Well, the best, the best thing, Danny, 100%, and the best thing that I did um, was I shifted from basically like oh, if I make notes on a book or anytime I learn something from now on, I've got this rule where basically I say like what's the one thing I'm going to implement because of this book, because of this program, because of this course, because of this seminar, whatever it might be. What's the one thing? And, that, and I use that before I even go in. Like what is, what's the one thing I want to get out of this? So even if you pay like, $100 for a seminar or $5,000 for a private consult or whatever you're going to do, like just get one thing from it. And it's been, as long as you put it into action, it's been well worth it. And basically every time now that I learn something, I say, what's the one thing that I can implement in my business right now, as of today, as of tomorrow, like as soon as I finish it, what am I going to do with some of this information? And that shifts your whole perspective and shifts, it improves everything because you're suddenly gone from like, Hmm, that was a good book to like, man, I can use that. I can use this. Like, and you start implementing it and adding more value to the world, which is, I honestly believe like if you're in, the co- in a coaching position, everything you do and everything you read, if you're educating others, which we all do in some form or in, in a way of in, in respect is you must put it into action and find out, but go with the intention of like, what am I going to learn from this? Or what have I learned from this? And what's the next logical step that I can put into place right now? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Um, I mean, so if you were to start out all over again, completely start from scratch with the exact same interests and, 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 and everything and values and everything that you have right now, would you do yeah. anything differently or have you taken kind of the, the path that you've taken so far? Have you taken the bits that haven't worked and that's kind of brought you to where you are today? Yeah, like it's such a, it's such a um, 
of course, everyone, like looking back, you, you're like, yeah, I've made mistakes, but that's what makes the journey so much easier. So if you hadn't made them as those mistakes, like it's just a matter of time before you do actually make them because that's where you do the learning from. Yeah. Um, I just think that, yeah, I guess going back, like I guess um, the, fir- the very first thing I'd do is like find out my own values. Like if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know like their top values, like go to dmartini, drdmartini.com discover your values because or do your Tony Robbins or whoever. I just like to use Martini's value determination um, because literally like when that happened, I'd, I went from a bunch of ideas and business ideas that were sort of half sort of floating. Um, I found out my values and like number one was like personal development. Number two was like sharing that through writing or through interviews or through events, um, whatever it might be. And I'm like, and I'm just like, man, I should put an event around personal development with exercise being number three of my values, like I was like, man, I should do an exercise, uh, a personal development summit for people that love exercise. And then all of a sudden I put on the summit and, um, but the first, the very first thing I do is yeah, find out my values. Um, and then yeah, just, just continue. I think I, I can't say I'd change anything. Um, yeah. I'd probably just um, do more of what I love. And but right now I'm, I'm in a fortunate enough position to most of the I'm do do what I like and I think that's what my definition definition of success is is just being able to do what you want to do as as much as possible um, and awesome man sorry I just cut out for a second there um, yeah that's a great answer man great answer and look before before we finish up um, this this episode how can how can people reach you and, and also I wanted to kind of discuss like what what you offer as a service um, you know for people that come to you um, and what your help your guidance do you have programs do you have coaching um, tell us a bit about that yeah so basically look man if anyone wants to get in touch with me just jump up and um, you can check it on um, add me on Facebook whatever you need to do, um, my podcast. And basically what I offer is just like, man, if there's any coaches listening to this, like come to my event, like come to the Fitness Business Summit um, in 2017. It's in June, it's in Melbourne. It's going to be awesome. Um, I guarantee you like coming to that will change your life. Like I had so many people last year, man, that um, quit their jobs on Monday, became a full-time PT. One girl who's in my coach, um, she then, because she put up to the max, got four employees underneath her. Yesterday, picked up the keys to her new gym, moving an awesome tribe of action takers. Like, she's like the model client um, that I love working with. And, you know, it's basically just any coaches. that That's the best starting point. Um, yeah. Listen to my podcast, read my blogs, and come to my event, man. It's the best. Awesome. Awesome, man. 100%. I definitely recommend it, guys. And um, if you haven't already, connect with Hayden on social media. And, and man, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Um, There's been a ton of value that you guys can take from today's episode. And uh, hopefully, we can do another episode down the track, man. 100%. Happy to do round two. And, and thanks, Danny, for having me on and, and putting putting your value into the world. It's, uh, it's good to see someone actually taking action and uh, pumping along the podcast for life. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. As I mentioned, I do apologize for the fact 
that the sound quality was average towards the end. If you did enjoy today's show, please do leave a review because you know all the reviews and uh, and ratings of the podcast do help to get me ranking a little bit higher so we can reach more people. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, please do. I uh, hope you're having a great day and I really do look forward to talking to you again in next week's show.